This is the Orange Podcast. Conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. Welcome back to the Orange Podcast, everyone. I'm Olivia Sargent. You may have noticed in the media or on council's social sites that there is a proposed pedestrian mall planned for Anson Street, running along the Woolworths building and introducing a cul-de-sac on the Kite Street end, leaving room for vehicle access in and out of the car park off Summer Street. It's a big change, but one that council is working hard to bring businesses and the community along for the ride. But more on that later. First up, comms team member Nicole Taylor sat down with Council's Manager of Engineering Services, Jason Theakstone, about what else will be introduced shortly along Summer Street. As part of Council's future city plans, you're looking at asking Transport for New South Wales to investigate reducing the speed limit in Summer Street from 50 kilometres per hour to 40 kilometres an hour. Can you talk us through why you're doing that? The reason why uh, we would ask them to do it is for pedestrian safety. So studies show that you're less likely to be killed if you're hit by 40 kilometres per hour, a car doing 40 kilometres per hour rather than a car doing greater than 40 kilometres per hour. So it's about making the CBD more pedestrian friendly. I would argue that you're probably lucky to be able to drive down the CBD at greater than 40 kilometres per hour anyway. all of our traffic data says the average speed's probably around 44 kilometres per hour down Summer Street, and that's with a green run. We've also uh, seen that part of Council's future city plan is to implement nose-in parking. Now, that's created quite a lot of stir among the community. Would you like to explain to us the principles behind nose-in parking? It allows the city to move and it allows the traffic to move. What happens in Orange at the moment... Typically, let's say Summer Street, we've got two lanes going in each direction up and down Summer Street. The inner lane works as, let's say, a through road if you were going east to west through Summer Street. But the outer lane kind of works as this quasi-parking lane. Now, if I'm going through Summer Street, I always get on the inner lane. I stay away from the outer lane because people stop and then they do a reverse park and it takes you so long to get up and down Summer Street if you're in that outer lane. With those in parking, a car can just pull straight in and a car behind it can drive through. I don't know how many times on our one-lane streets here in, let's say, Bing Street, you'll be driving along and you have to stop because somebody's doing a reverse park. It allows the cars to keep going. And then... When that car is reversing back out of the car park, he has to wait for that for the traffic. So, in other words, the one car doesn't burden the whole of the traffic. Apart from just uh, traffic freedom, it gives more room in your footpath, so utes won't hang over the back of a footpath. You won't have tail uh, pipes hanging out into a tail uh, into a um, a footpath where there may be on-street dining, um, and it reduces the uh, the risk of, let's say, infrastructure like street lights that we just installed on Summer Street being knocked over by, let's say, you reversing into them. So a lot of benefits. Now, you're also looking at these things called scramble crossings where The intersection stops completely in all directions um, from cars and pedestrians can cross in any direction. 
all in one go. So what's the theory behind that one? Part of the, let's say, the theme of Future City is to make the city more pedestrian-friendly. And scrambled crossings are pedestrian-friendly. It allows that movement from the park over to the Commonwealth Bank. You might go over to the bakery and get a roll and go back over the park. Or it might even allow that movement from pub to pub. But from timing, we don't think it has much of a, a difference in terms of our current setup. So um, so we're investigating that, we're modelling that, and we're working with the RMS or the Transport for New South Wales on that one now. When you say modelling, what do you mean? Okay, that's a good question. So a few years ago, the RMS did a big, um, I'll call it a, a macro study of the, um, of the city, and, and we modelled the way the city and the intersection of the city's work uh, with the building of the Southern Feeder Road. So we've got this macro model, and both RMS and Council have agreed on that model. From that macro model, we can do a micro model. Um, um, and it's, you can actually see, you know, buses and cars drive around the roundabout and drive off. computer software that yeah. you can type in different scenarios and it you can is. predict where cars are going to go based on, um, you know, if there was a car accident or if you blocked off entrances and exits to certain streets. That's right, or we built a bridge over that or whatever. So there's a few things we're modelling in this micro simulation. We're modelling um, opening up March Street level crossing and working with the um, Transport for New South Wales on that one. Uh, That would be a big game changer in terms of congestion going east-west. They're in peak hour on Bing Street quite congested if we opened up march street that'd be a huge game changer we're modeling the um the mauling of anson street uh, we're modeling the um nosing parking and and all of those big changes because we want to be able to show council and the community more so that that these changes don't have a negative impact on them on that so you've got you're reducing you're looking at reducing the speed limit to 40 kilometres an hour, you're looking at nose-in parking, you're looking at scramble crossings. All of that, to me, starts to look like you're trying to create the CBD as more of a destination rather than a thoroughfare. Is that correct? Yeah, it is about making it more pedestrian-friendly and and a, and a destination. So we'd like to be able to increase parking in Summer Street and also um, make the make it more pedestrian friendly so people can walk around. Thanks so much for your time today, Jason. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure, Nicole. Nicole Taylor there speaking with Jason Theakstone. The introduction of a 40 kilometre speed limit in the main street is only a small piece of the puzzle within Council's future city plan, with another exciting change planned for Anson Street. Anson Street will shortly be redeveloped into a pedestrian mall, making the city more walkable and more pedestrian friendly. With me is Ash Brown, the President of the Orange Business Chamber. Ash, talk us through what your general thoughts are about Council's future city plans. Look, the future city plans, and including the um, Anson Street uh, Mall, is all about connecting up the different areas that we have in the in the city or the CBD. So. There's virtually, if you look at it, there's three different areas. There's the Woolworths area, then there's the Orange City Centre area, and then the Orange Central over the road. So there's the three big centres, 
And then, of course, you've got joining onto Woolworths across that road um, is the uh, IGA. So we're trying to connect all of those together and make it easy for shoppers to walk from one to the next. Um, so I guess that was in the brief that I saw, and they've been working on this, I think, now for 15 years or so, um, some of the planners, and finally it's come to fruition, um, and the Anson, um, the Anson Mall is just one little part of that, and it just makes it easy for shoppers to get from one area to another. So it's pretty exciting. Um, as I say, it's, it's been a long time coming. We're really excited about this and um, it's, it's going to be great for Orange and for its visitors. And Ash, obviously as we make these changes, businesses will be impacted. Do you think that they'll be able to survive this? Do you think that you know, they'll be able to work with council and council obviously will ensure that the impacts are kept to a minimal? Yeah, look, I think Council's very aware of this and, and it's been a tough year for business and we know that Council is certainly wanting to work with businesses um, and we hope that if businesses feel that they are disrupted, you know, in um, any way to contact Council and, and they'll, I'm sure they'll look at it and see if they can work around that and try and make you know the the least amount of pain possible but as as the old saying goes a little bit of pain for some gain is worthwhile in the end this is going to be beautiful it's going to be functional and it's going to make our city come into this century basically because the last time this was done was last century yeah there you go so it's well needed and we hope that the community and all our residents are on board as we move forward with this over the next few years thanks ash thanks ellie Ellie Bryce there with Orange Business Chamber President Ash Brown. Now for the weekly wrap from Council's Acting CEO, Scott Maunder. Hello listeners, Scott Maunder here. Uh, Dave's away for another week, as you know, um, on a well-earned break, uh, surfing up on the Central Coast somewhere. So, just a quick update on a few things going on in Council. A couple of things really, uh, progressing future cities, as you know, so that involves both planning for the housing and the future use of the city and the CBD upgrade. So that's going ahead. Um, we're doing lots of work uh, around roadworks, as you all know, um, in our road building program. Lots of work on city presentation and with, with spring uh, and beautifying the city. Um, summer hours are about to commence at the Aquatic Centre, so we'll soon see uh, the introduction of inflatables down there for every weekend for people to use, so that'll be a lot of fun. Sports Precinct is travelling along with its planning stages, so we hope to start work on that in the next couple of months. Um, lots of other work as well around the place uh, and supporting groups and, and post-COVID, looking at uh, what events we can run in the city to both attract uh, visitors and also provide some entertainment for uh, the locals. So... As I said, lots going on as usual. Uh, thanks for all your continued hard work and uh, you'll have Dave back in the chair next week. Uh, have a good weekend. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the Orange Podcast where you usually listen to your podcasts. Talk to you later.